Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And this is episode number 204, I believe. (laughs) Um, It is. All right, good. And uh, we are here to review the June 28th uh, baseball game between the Cubs and the Phillies. Um, We are recording this, just uh, listeners know, we are recording this on uh, July 3rd. And uh, there's a little bit of uh, fireworks going on, so you know, just uh, if you hear any noise, just ignore those uh, those Memorial Day fireworks, aka the Fourth of July fireworks. But it is episode number two hundred four. Jack, it's your guy. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, I figure why not pick this guy because we had an encounter with him earlier this year with two hundred and four wins. It was Oral Hershiser. Oh, Oral. Yep. Oral. Yeah. Or, yeah. O- Oral. <laughs> Oral. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Mr. Hershiser. Um, yeah, and still didn't sign for us. He said he'd sign at the hotel. Jeremy, it would have been really cool to get Oral Hershiser's autograph. Um, I mean, I'm sure we said that on the podcast. Uh, his first, uh, you know, six or seven years in baseball from 83 to 89 when he was with the Dodgers, uh, he was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Um, His ERA was usually solidly in the twos. Uh, He won one Cy Young Award, uh, finished top three, three other times. Um, you know, I think everybody thinks of him as a Dodger, maybe not Indians fans. He pitched on that 95 Indians team that went to the World Series and lost to the Braves. Um, you know, bounced around a little bit more at the end of his career and then finished with the Dodgers in 2000. Um, but yeah, uh, a really, really good pitcher. Um, and you know, we also had a brush with him earlier this year, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd do him. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, I have an Oral Hershiser anecdote, Jack. Yeah. Um, so, um, at some point, uh, it was probably 91, 92, me and, uh, my friend, uh, Nick, um, we were, um, we were like best friends growing up. He like lived next door. He grew up next door to me and, uh, his dad lived next door and, um, we were in a baseball card collecting. He, he was like, he like got all the good cards. Like his dad, like bought him all these like awesome cards. He had the 89 upper deck set when I could only like, you know, afford to buy random packs here or there. Um, but we went through this phase where we were like into autograph cards um, and, and getting autographs and whatnot, uh, much like, you know, fast forward like 30 years later for me. <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, like so. But what we would do, actually, I should say I should have put autograph in quotes because <laughs> so what we did was like we would like have his dad sign cards like forge signatures on the cards. <laughs> Sure. And my friend like Nick would like bring him to 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 school and like show kids and like I don't know if he ever actually sold any but like I remember like his dad would sign them because he had like, you know, adult like penmanship and yeah. uh you know, he would say like, "Hey, yeah, look, I got uh, you know, Greg Maddox's autograph whatever." And um even back then, even as like a 9-year-old, I think I like knew that Oral Hershiser was like a holy like a holy roller guy, like a religious guy. Yeah. And so Nick's dad um, took an Oral Hershiser card and signed it, and he wrote like "God bless Oral Hershiser," <laughs> and uh, nice. and like we like fucking like it was like the funniest thing ever. We like well, he like signed it. He didn't tell us what he was signing, and he showed it to us, and we like cracked up for like days uh, about that. Just God bless Oral Hershiser. It's like of course that's what he would sign. 
Yeah, um, Jeremy, is this the same the same guy, the same dad that said he used to like see Cubs players at a bar and hang out with them? Well, yeah, he he was a regular at Bernie's, uh, the bar okay. across the street, and like, yeah, he would like, um, yeah, he like he, he told the story about how Yosh Kawano came in uh, to drink uh-huh. there, and uh, he also he's also the one who said like, you know, come Cubs convention, like they better sign some free agents because the general manager is going to have to face us and answer to us. So, <laughs> yeah, same guy, same Thanks. guy. Well, that 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 type of attitude was enough to get the White Sox to cancel Sox Fest. So, <laughs> yes. you know, sometimes that uh, that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, Jeremy. It's a shame you don't don't still have that card. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, yeah, one thing about weird thing about Oral Hershiser is it, it kind of seems like he came out of nowhere. He was a 17th round draft pick. Yeah. Um, it doesn't doesn't seem like he was really a prospect at all uh and then he just got called up was a reliever for the first little while of his career and then just um you know just became like the best one of the best starters in baseball so he's, he's kind of in kind of an interesting story i don't think he ever really had overpowering stuff but he uh you know it, it, he's probably a guy who maybe just missed the the hall of fame too um if he would have had maybe maybe about two or three more good years he'd have a real good case for it so what he famously broke was it Don Drysdale's scoreless inning record? Is that what it was? Yep. Consecutive scoreless yep. innings. Forty uh, fifty nine, I think. I think Drysdale was fifty eight and two thirds, and and Hershiser threw fifty nine straight scoreless innings, which is you know that's unbelievable. Yuri Perez had twenty one earlier this year, and then um, and then the Braves happened last week. Yeah, I got so uh, yeah, it's that that's very impressive. I think that was in the eighty eight season uh, where they it also was. won the World Series, and I think he was the World. Was he the World Series MVP that year too? I believe. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, and he was also, I think, with the Indians, the ALCS MVP, um, oh, wow. and he was selected NLCS MVP that year. So, yeah, I mean, this guy's got a lot of hardware for sure. So he was um, the NLCS and World Series MVP in '85 and '88. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty let's crazy. see here. It says he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was both, which is crazy. I wonder how many times um, that's happened. Yeah, or you know how many times a guy's been both the ALCS uh, and. NLCS. Oh, you know, it says he's the first player to have won the LCS MVP award in both leagues. So okay. there you go. There you go. So yeah. he was a l- little bit of like a, a, a clutch playoff pitcher, too, in addition yep. to all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, most most definitely. So, uh, yeah, Oral Hershiser, uh, 204 wins. There he is. Well, that, listen, I know we just got Jim Palmer's autograph, or I just got, well, we got Jim Palmer's autograph last year, but uh, it would have been nice to get a star pitcher's autograph, uh, you know, <laughs> Oral Hershiser, but uh, hopefully, you know, there's a there's an alternative. Yeah, maybe, maybe next year. They'll be back. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, well, that's that's cool. That's a good one, Oral Hershiser. Um, yeah, mm. good to good to examine those numbers. Although it makes it sting a little more that we didn't get his autograph, but uh, for sure, yeah, there'll be another chance, hopefully. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, so onto the episode. Like we um, we we saw the Phillies, Cubs, and Phillies play. Uh, this was um, the middle game of the series, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was a Tuesday through Thursday series, three night games, which was a little weird. Yeah, right. Interesting. So, like, um, so yeah, we went to the Wednesday game, and um, yeah, we could just get right into it. Um, I arrived. We arrived uh, separately again. Um, I think we're back in this situation now, where we're both coming from different locations for the game. So, um, so yeah, I, I I was headed straight straight there from downtown. Um, beat beat Jack there by a little bit, and um, yeah, you know, it's so I started. Um, my summer class, I, I teach a summer uh, video uh, class, um, you know, over these these next couple weeks. So um, I was coming down there, and uh, I don't know, it's like always a little hectic. Um, the, the, the 
the the class itself is a little hectic the job itself so like you know it's it can be kind of crazy and like with with uh, students you know when you walk out the door your job isn't necessarily over um so like i was basically like i was coming to to the ballpark you know hope hoping to just kind of be clear head and enjoy the uh, uh, game of baseball and uh and everything but uh, i was dealing with some like stuff like with one of my students just trying to like help them um get in get a spot in in the in the class and whatnot and so i was like a little annoyed that i was like having to do a little work like uh after hours and like kind of figure something out but that's that's just what the job calls for so i was like walking into the stadium and kind of like on my phone trying to do this thing and i was trying to like log into this account and because i was on my phone i didn't have the password and i like <laughs> i tried a bunch of different passwords got logged out it was it was getting pretty annoyed um then i also like I had to talk to my wife about something, so I talked to her in the in the ballpark for a little bit, and um, you know, it's kind of like it's always a dangerous proposition having a, taking a phone call in, a, in the ballpark. But I was there early, so I figured you know it would be quiet enough. Um, and uh, sure enough, there was this, like this group of people who were like sitting like all the way up in like the last row of the upper deck, and they were like half of them were there already, and. Uh, these two women like showed up late and like, they were, of course, you know, when you sit up there, Jack, you know, you'll hear people walk by kind of like complaining about like how, Oh, it's like, Oh, it's all the way up there. Huh? Like, you know, just like, kind of like, just like complaining about having to sit up so high. And even that like annoys me. Cause it's like, if you like understood how this upper deck is compared to like other stadiums, it's actually not that bad. No. Um, so all this stuff, whatever. So they were they, they were talking, they were yelling to each other, basically from like the main walkway all the way up to like the last row. And um, they were like, and then like the woman would go up, she went up like basically to like our row and was like talking up to her friends, like right next to me while I was on my phone, on, on, my, on the, my phone call. And like my wife was like, is someone by you like talking to you or something? And I'm like, like there's some woman like talking out, out loud for no reason. Like, so it, it was all very annoying um, you know, I've, I've kind of no noticed, I've, I don't know if this is like a new thing about myself or what, but like, I think like I was feeling cranky and like, I think I just needed to get some food or whatever. So I made the decision to do that and I went to go get some food. And, um, so, you know, when you're in a hurry and you're getting food, you're, you're just trying to like kind of assess the situation and hopefully you can get in and out real quick. And, um, I had sat down, took, taking that phone call and like, it was starting to get close to first pitch a little closer than I would have liked to uh, be going to get food. So I'm like, all right, let me just try to grab a hot... I just wanted a hot dog. So I'm like, let me just grab a hot dog really quick. Or actually, I got a burger. So I'm like, let me just get a food really quick and then, like, you know, put the condiments on and get out of there. As I walk up to the um, the foods area, there's... The Cubs have a little concession stand um, or a, a condiment stand where you can, like fix up your dog like a Chicago dog. So there's like all these different troughs. There's like tomatoes, there's uh, diced onion, there's sport peppers, there's pickles, whatever. And um, they're on these like troughs. And then there's like the ketchup and the mustard dispensers on each side. And there's like kind of like this like glass. There's like a top shelf basically where there's napkins and like, you know, and you, you maybe you set your drink there while you load up your dog and then you grab your stuff and you go. So I walk over there and like the first thing I see is like there's like fucking like eight people like hovering around this like the the condiments and I'm like what the hell like you know what what's going on over here like the, there's like a mad rush for hot dogs and all these people are putting stuff on their hot dogs and um I'm like well 
you know, let me just get my burger and and try to swoop in there real quick and uh, and get some get get some like mustard or something. And uh, after I get my food, which is like bing bang boom, like in and out, I walk over and those all those like there's still like six guys there. And I get closer and I, I realize they're all just standing there like eating their food. They're they're not like putting their like condiments on. They're like leaning against this thing as if it's like some sort of like ledge in a restaurant, like in <laughs> like a fast food place where you eat. And I'm like, what the fuck are you, what the fuck are you idiots doing here? Like, get get your shit and get out of here. Um, and and then like, I, as I go get closer, I hear one guy say to the other guy, he's like, hmm, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good dog. And and I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't a place to eat. Like, and like, I don't think that's like, I don't think it's misleading. I think it's pretty clear that it's just somewhere where you go and you get your food and you get out of there. And I was just like. I think like I, I was like grumbling under my, my breath. I'm like, unbelievable, like unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, and like just got my stuff and then got out of there. But I'm like, these fucking doofuses, like get out of here. Like it's hard enough when there's like two or three people trying to get all the condiments, you know, you're kind of jockeying for the ladle to get the, you know, uh, the onions and whatnot. And like, that's already stressful enough. And you got these boneheads leaning against there. And not only are they like le- blocking space, but they're like eating and like, you know, something like an onion might fall out of their mouth and back into the tray or into the trough. And it's just like this, it's, it's a million kinds of wrong. And honestly, like I'm almost at the point, Jack, where I'm going to, I'm going to pull a, a, a fan services visit myself and just say like, Hey, the, 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 the attendants in this ballpark need to start cracking down on shit. Like there's too many people like taking pictures. I'm like, I want you guys to, to enforce like a no pictures during innings thing. Sure. Um, you know, there's some ballparks that that don't let you like go down to your seat like while a pitch is happening. Um, they make you wait, and it's like I'm not even asking for that, but it's like you need to keep people out of the aisles. You need to like stop people from taking pictures during an inning, and like you definitely need to like tell people to move along when they're eating at the hot dog con- uh, condiment station. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I I agree, Jeremy. And you know, I they, the Cubs used to be a lot more buttoned up about that stuff yeah. when the team was winning. Yeah. Um, uh, I I don't know why it why it fell to the wayside. Uh, we'll kind of encounter the whole standing in the aisle thing a little bit later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it, they have you know security guards everywhere. Um, you know, Wrigley Field staff. I I don't think it's too much to ask for them to um kind of clean that up a little bit. Yeah, I think it. I think um you know I, I think while we're at it too, I need to have them fix a little formatting thing uh on the uh, scorecard as well but like um yeah. maybe tell them to put the coaches back in there as well but uh sure I, i'm gonna come to them with a whole laundry list of of, com- of demands <laughs> so uh stay tuned for that you know i'll do it for the podcast but uh really it's just for my own sanity are, are you still the mayor of wrigley field you know i i, I regained the mayorship at some point this year and i lost it nice. again oh, I, shit, I, I lost man. it again yeah but um I and you know I had two check-ins this week. I thought maybe I'd gain it back, but but no dice. But uh, I will uh, I will return as mayor. That's that's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, all right, yeah. I uh, uh, you know you mentioned we we came in separately, so uh, I I came in the right field entrance. Um, uh, I, I I kind of cut it pretty close. I I didn't get up to the seat till about the national anthem, but I uh, I. As I was going in, I was going through security, and the guys, the fans in front of me, it was two guys, um, and one of them had an entire pizza, like, in a in a pizza box. It was like a, a, a Lou Malnati's, whatever, one of the one of the big chain, like, deep dish. He just had an entire pizza that he brought in. 
I've never seen anyone bring a whole pizza in. I've seen people bring like a bag of peanuts in, but never never a whole pizza. I, I thought it was a, a little much. Um, and I think that the Cubs would have been well within their rights to say like, hey, like you, you can't bring that in here. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of curious to see if the security guards would let it fly. And they did. Like, they, they didn't even bother to look in this guy's pizza box or anything. I was like, what if it's, like, Desperado where he's got, like, the gun in a guitar case? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. the guy just, like, you know, he opens up his pizza box and there's, like, a, a, a shotgun in it or something. Um, yeah, so it was it was a little wild. But, uh, you know, I, I learned that as I was going through that, that you, can bring a, you can bring a whole pizza into yeah. Wrigley Field. Um, what if it was, like, a big, like, ninja star with just cheese on top of it? Like, melted cheese. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, and he, he he like throws it at one of the players. At David um, Ross or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um yeah, so that was uh that was wild. Um did, uh, Jeff, yeah. do you know do you know if it could you tell if it was from Bocce or not? Bocce pizza? No, it, it wasn't from Bocce, I'm sure okay. of that. It was I, I made it uh I, I saw the box and it was it was one of the chains. I d I don't remember okay. if it was if it was Molnati's or Giordano's or what, but okay. it was one one of the big ones. It was lame too. It's like, you know, come on, you're gonna bring a whole pizza in. That's just <laughs> that's just a, a bad move. It's almost um, like it's almost like just to just to see if you can do it. Just to see it, if you can get away with it. Exactly. Um, and, and you can, uh, I yeah. guess, is, is I, the lesson there. I will say real quick, I, I, me and my dad have brought in like food before, but we sure. we, we like went to um, like this. Uh, there's this um, Argentinian uh, restaurant called, called El Barco de Mariscos and uh-huh. uh, they have really good uh, empanadas. And like my dad and I had like had dinner there and we like wanted to get it again, but we were going to the Cubs game. So like I, I even think I maybe called fan services ahead of time and i'm like you can bring food in correct and they're like yep and uh we brought in just like a paper bag with like six empanadas in there nice <laughs> and uh the the usher guy was like can i have some <laughs> like <laughs> um, actually that's the joke they made with those guys did too. It? yes of course of yeah course it was yeah <laughs> that's the uh that's the standard joke it's in it's in the handbook yeah um, yeah totally yeah that's uh that's great uh so yeah uh after that i went and got my scorecard um in the uh uh, the the gift shop that's right by the right field entrance. Okay. Um. The the lady the the same lady that I've interacted with before. Uh. <laughs> you know she she saw me right away and she's like scorecard and I said uh, I said yeah and she goes uh, yeah you had that I need a scorecard look and I was like I was like what what is that you know like sometimes like if you got to go number two and like you're trying to find a bathroom you you know you've definitely got a look on your face like your eyes are like darting around to the side and like maybe you're like you know sweating a little or a little flushed it's like. Is that the same look like when you need a scorecard? It's like, oh man, like I'm at this game and I don't have anything to write the plays on. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently I had that. I need a scorecard look, um, but well, I did. Um, you recall that I got that that comment? Um, one of the like the Pirates game, I think. As yeah, well, I too. was wondering, was that like verbatim what they said to you? You know, I when I saw that note, Jack, that that happened to you, I was thinking like, is that what she said to me? Like, but uh-huh. I think. I think what I reported, at least on the episode, was she's the, and it was not that woman. It was, it was like a younger girl. Um, and she was like, she said, like, you look the type, I believe is what she said. Yeah, so, that, um, that's what, yeah, that's what she said. But, um, you know, we're starting to see some recycled bits. Uh, yeah. we're just, we're just going to this, <laughs> going to this, going to so many games. Um, yeah, I, as I was walking up the concourse, um, I heard that they were announcing, uh, Jim Gaffigan to, to throw out the, uh, the first pitch. So you, you prop that comedian, 
Jim Gaffigan, um, mm-hmm. famous stand-up. Uh, so you uh, you probably actually saw him throw it out, right? I did, yeah. I think he he had like a pretty good pitch, especially for like uh, you know I guess a stand-up comedian. Like it was it was a uh, it was pretty good. Um, nothing necessarily, you know. He didn't do anything funny necessarily. He also sang the seventh inning stretch and. I don't think he really did anything special. He his his shirt though, it was interesting. It did say Jim on the back. It didn't say Gaffigan. So oh, okay. he must have like asked them. Like they probably asked him like, you know, do you want Gaffigan and then any special number? And he 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 must have told him like, put Jim on the back or something. So I don't know. But uh, I've kind of I kind of yeah, feel like the Jim. I feel like the Cubs go to Jim is Jim Belushi. So that's kind of a bold move there for uh, Gaffigan. But uh, you know. He's pretty yeah, close. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's a Cubs fan because I've I've heard in his stand-up I think that he's he said he's from Indiana. He is, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I you know I don't know what team he roots for. I know I want to say that he is. Um, I know that yeah I definitely know he's um an Indiana guy because uh, him and Letterman had like that whole connection, but mm-hmm. um but yeah I think I want to say that I feel like that he is like I've heard that before. Okay, yeah, that that would make sense. Um, and yeah, as you said, he would go on to do the stretch too, and he was there with his wife and uh, and kids, and they were up there. So uh, yeah, it was it was cool that uh, we got we got to see a celeb. Um, we uh, so yeah, we were in the upper deck, uh, right field side. Um, our section was pretty full. Uh, you actually yeah. pointed the section out next to me, uh, next to us, and you were like, "Hey man, what's up with that section? I want to be in that section." Yeah. There was nobody. There was nobody in that section. Yeah. Um, but ours was ours was full. Uh, in front of us, uh, we can get to this lady in a, in a minute, but there was like a lady, uh, like a mom and a, and a little kid, uh, like about six years old. And they both had, they both had Swanson jerseys on. So they were, they were all, all in on Dansby Swanson, but they were sitting there and you know, the kid was just a kid. So like, he didn't know to get up when somebody came in the row. And so this, this, (laughs) this couple, um, like this, this, you know, early thirties couple like comes in their row and this is the row right in front of us. They try to come in the row in front of the lady and this kid. And so, like, the lady, like, kind of stands up. But the kid is just, like, sitting playing a, a game on his phone. and Or, like, he was eating nachos or something. Yeah. And, like, the kid didn't see them. So the, the, the couple kind of tried to step over him. And the, the, the woman made it. But the guy, like, the guy, like, kicked the beer that was in the lady's uh, cup holder. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it started to foam everywhere. And it, then the, it, it, the like, guy... knocked on the ground, I think, even. Yeah, it, it might have knocked down the ground, but it was like still in the the beer was still in the cup because there was a lid on it. Yeah, and so like the you know the guy looked like a total like just a, a total brute, like just a total like <laughs> idiot that he'd done this. And I, I would have <laughs> felt stupid too, like if I was with my girlfriend and like I I knocked over some stranger's beer. Yeah. Um, and the the way he reacted to it too, Jeremy, I don't know if you <laughs> saw him like. He like he put his head like he looked up at the sky and like and like you know his shoulders dropped, um, <laughs> almost like a, a wide receiver who dropped a, a pass yeah. or something yeah. like that. Um, and you know to his credit, like he did feel bad and he did go down and, and buy her another beer. Although you pointed out that like the beer was still drinkable, it actually hadn't been not that, not much of it had been spilled. It that, just got shook up. Yeah, that's why that's why I point that out because she had a lid on it, and it it I think he kicked it out of the cup holder, landed on the ground, and like I think at first I think even he probably figured oh it's spilled it's you know it's he spilled he he, he spilled it all, and then when she picked it up, it actually. It was yeah. It 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 did, half of it had turned to foam or whatever. But like that would have gone down over time. So I actually feel like she didn't actually even lose a drop of beer. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what happens like, you know, transmogrification with the with beer when it shakes up. I don't know if like 
that beer goes away when it turns to foam or something or, or yeah. what. But yeah, in reality, like the reality, like end of the day, like that beer was actually still kind of salvageable. Like, I mean, for her trouble, I think like, you know, you offer to buy one, but like, I'm like, what happened to that other beer that, 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 that beer that got knocked over? Like, I hope she drank that afterwards because, uh, it was not, it wasn't bad. Like, you know, it was still salvageable. No, 100%. Um, and you know, she was actually nice too. Like later in the game, she, you know, she offered to buy the guy a drink and I think the guy was like, no, no, it's cool. So yeah, it was just a, overall a strange situation. It was um, funny. There was... Real quick, too. I also noticed yeah. that the, his the girl gave him a look too. I don't know if you saw that. So maybe you oh, saw the guy. <laughs> did she like? She, oh, you idiot! How she, could you have done that? She did. She gave, she gave that look like like if if you know if you were like with you know your significant other and they accidentally said something offensive or something and you're like sure. you like look at him with like your mouth open and like just like what are you doing? Like she looked at him. She gave him that look. Like what? What are you doing? Oh god! No, it was just like it was just a mess. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, poor, poor guy. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, there, there was also this uh, this group of bros. It was like, you know, six, seven college dudes. Um, you know, they, they come up, and, you know, this the game has already started at this point. It's probably like the top of the third <laughs> inning. Um, they, they come up, and they just – they we were at the very end of our row, and so they just, like, they're just standing next to me for probably, like – at least five seconds, um, if not more. And that, you know, that's a long time if you count like one, 1,000 to 1,000 to just be standing there yeah. as we're trying to watch the game. Um, and to, to my knowledge, they didn't actually ask me if they could go in the row. And Jeremy, you also agree that like, you know, yeah. you don't think that they said anything. Um, yeah. You probably would have would have heard them because your hearing is better than mine. So anyway, after they had just been there for a, a, a seemingly interminable amount of time for like what they were trying to do, which was get in our row... I just turn to him and I go like the, the the first guy and I go, "Are you guys in this row?" Um, and then the kid goes like, he's like, I, I, "I don't know." And like he like I don't think he actually said I don't know, but he just like what? shook his head. One of them said, "Uh, I think so." <laughs> yeah, and it's just and then I just like I think I got up and like I gestured like to like go in and then they they went in. Um, and it's just like, well, what what are you guys doing? Like if if you have to get in, I'll let you in. But you have to, you have to, you have to say something. You can't just stand there because yeah. I don't know if you're actually sitting here or if you're trying to figure out that you're in different seats. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a funny situation. I forgot what I was doing. I was like looking at my phone or like some. I I, I remember I was like pondering some, something like a scoring decision or like maybe a text from a student or something. And then I kind of looked up and I saw that they were there. And then like almost immediately, I, I like almost immediately after I noticed it. I heard Jack say that, and, and it was it was a little aggressive, but but yeah, and and Jeremy, I, I you know like you were before, I, I was in just sort of a bad mood at that yeah, game, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, and I, I yeah, I so you know, so help me, I was just a little bit annoyed. Um, it you it know, almost reminded and, me of um, that scene in uh, in at the end of Willy Wonka <laughs> when like <laughs> everyone is like when the tour is over and Willy Wonka is sitting like at his desk and Charlie Bucket like goes up to him. And like, you know, they say like, you know, do we get the chocolate or something? And he's like, no, you do not get the chocolate. You you vandalized and you broke the rules. And he yells at him. And it was almost like he kind of like turns on. He like explodes on him. Um, the funny thing about it, though, is like, I mean, it's funny because it's like, I think that's something that we've all, all wanted. Well, when I say we've all, I think I mean me and you. But like, yeah, we've wanted to yell at people like that. Um, 
almost every time something happens like that. And, uh, yeah. And honestly, if you're going to do that, like this was a group to do it too, because it was just a bunch of bonehead kids. I'm not even sure they, I almost feel like they were high school kids or something. Yeah. Just like older high school or like just bone, like bonehead, like, you know, idiot teenage boys. Yeah. And they took it. They like, they were, they, you dressed them down. Like I said, like I said, it's a real tail between your legs situation because like, cause the kid was like, um, I think we are, you know? And it's like, I feel like, and then, and then they said, thank you. And then when they like went out again, like multiple kids in the party, thanked not only you, but me too. They're like, thank you. Thank you. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we taught those kids a lesson for the future, you know, maybe, maybe they won't be part of the offending parties going forward. Yeah, who who knows? Uh, <laughs> maybe we just need to start airing our grievances at the at the game. Although, yeah. like you said, like you're like, yeah, Jack. If if there's some sort of fight, like I'm gonna have to get in this. So yeah. you know, thanks thanks a lot. So yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. No, um, I, I f- fear that at some point before this podcast is over, we're gonna get into a fight. And because I'm, <laughs> you remember, I almost got in a fight with that one guy. Um, I back in like. 2018 or 2019 the, the, Car- the cardinals fan yeah where he was like encroaching on my space he was like he was talking to guys behind him and like in my space and i was like and he said like oh so what's, what's wrong man am i am i inviting your space and i'm like yeah kind of and uh yeah that was about the close that's probably the closest i've gotten to a fight in you know 15 yeah. years or something was was he the guy who was bragging about how many world series the cardinals had won Oh, maybe was that? The, but that was was that the guy on the street that we saw? Yeah, like, that was like around Irving Park. Yeah, I think we might have talked about that, like on that, like before the podcast. Oh, um, that's right. Episode. Yeah. This guy was in the seats, and he was just like, yeah, like just there was like three guys next. Like he was in a group of like three guys, and then they had like three or four friends, like two rows behind them, and this asshole was like turning around to talk to them, and he was turning his he was sitting right next to me, and his body was like like going over like the demarcation line between our seats and I was getting pissed. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh well, yeah, who knows, Jeremy? Um, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, the, the worst part about getting in a fight at a game is then we would get kicked out and we I, couldn't finish. I couldn't I finish know. scoring it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be a, it'd be a, be a tragedy. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we mentioned them, but, uh, the lady and kid in front of us, uh, you know, we, all we do is complain on this podcast, but this lady was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of bad stuff to say about her. So she had a little a little kid with her, a kid who was too young to be able to like pay attention to baseball or know what was going on. Yeah. But in a in stark contrast to last week, where it was just this fucking like screaming kid who was yes. it was a little kid bingo, just you know <laughs> kicking the chairs yeah. and screaming just bullshit. <laughs> This this kid was the this kid t- uh, in at this game in the Swanson jersey like the lady knew how to keep him like occupied and like shut up yeah. like she she bought him a big nacho helmet and you know she just let him like play games on the phone didn't try to like get him to watch the game because she she seemed like she was a fan and she was actually into the game yeah um and she was talking to people around us I mean at one point like you you were gonna get up to go to the bathroom like during Josh Harrison's at bat and I was like oh man no love for for Josh Harrison and then you know you made some joke about the foul ball that you like that you got and, and then like you know he left or you left and then like he hit a foul ball to right field and she turned around to me and I was like oh yeah like he almost hit one over here so yeah. you know she was she was joking I didn't actually I didn't tell her that like you actually caught a foul ball from Josh Harrison but yeah. um yeah, because she heard me you know, say it, and then as I was walking away, she's like, "Oh, oh, so he's gonna hit one over here? Okay, okay, you know." <laughs> she, yeah, she was cool, um, and like I, yeah. the whole thing was like it was 
kind of sweet. Like they were both wearing Swanson jerseys and like, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of situation where it's like, you think about like being a parent and like what it, what it actually takes. And it's like, she bought him like that, that Swanson, Swanson, uh, Jersey and like the hat, like he had like a Swanson city connect Jersey and a, and a city connect hat. So that's like yeah. fucking like, that's probably like uh, over a hundred bucks right there. And then all the food, she, cause she kept buying him food too. And like, he would only yeah. eat half of it. She probably like, and she probably bought the Swanson Jersey, like to match with him and stuff. And it's like, it was very sweet, but I'm like, Oh man, like she, this, you know, fucking she's sinking like hundreds of dollars into this kid yeah no for sure i mean those nacho helmets man i bought a nacho helmet in a soda at the orioles game and it was like 30.99 for that so oh, yeah it's yeah. it's not cheap and you're right the the food was just going unfinished completely yeah, like by yeah. this kid as he would like you know he would take a little eat a little bit of it and then go back to playing his game but she seemed like she was enjoying herself too like she probably yeah. just wanted to wanted to just go out to the ballpark and watch watch the game and she actually was watching the game um, one funny thing with the food, and this was just a bad situation for everybody, but she got the kid, um, you know, she would get the kid helmet based food. So, you know, we got a, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think he, he took any of them home either, which is, which is good. That's also the right move. But like, um, you know, he had the nacho helmet, he had the big nacho helmet, um, for just this little kid. Like I have he, trouble finishing that. The, and uh, then, the um, Jack, the Jack redemption size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. And actually with just cheese too. So he was oh, yeah. a kid, a kid after my own heart. Um, <laughs> but he also got like an ice cream helmet, like one of the little ones. And like they, first of all, they missed the Swanson home run to go get this oh, ice cream helmet, yeah. which is, that's, that's kind of funny because they have the jerseys, but then, yeah, yeah, definitely. But then, so they're coming back up the stairs and like the kids, like he's holding onto this ice cream helmet, and the kid, the kid trips on the stairs, and you know, like like something out of a Three Stooges cartoon, like you know, you, you see him trip, and then he puts his head back up, and the brim of his City Connect cap is just covered with chocolate ice cream. Um, you know, for, for to his credit, uh, the kid took it pretty well. Like yeah. you know, he he took it in stride. Like he let the mom like clean the clean the hat off, and then he he ate like you know three scoops of his ice cream before it melted. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, it was kind of a funny, funny moment. Yeah. And then as, as that was happening and I was like, I was like maybe like marking, like writing down a pitching change in my scorebook or something. I missed the, I missed the beginning of it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that like, I noticed that something happened without just without seeing it, but I did yeah. hear that same couple, I don't know if you noticed this, but they were like leaving at that point. I think they were leaving the game for good at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard them walk out to the sta- the the main aisle, and they were kind of waiting. And I I saw that the mom and the kid were coming up, and I they were kind of standing to the side waiting for them so they could come up and walk through the aisle. Probably the the guy wanted to make sure he didn't fuck with them anymore. Like <laughs> he might have walked by and made her drop her ice cream, and then had to buy her another ice cream. So he, they were standing there waiting and letting them go through. And I heard the guy go like oh like that and uh i didn't know what what happened (laughs) and then like then i see like the mom then like you know the mom is like cleaning the or like she's grabbing a bunch of napkins and then i said i turned to jack i'm like did did i miss something and and jack's like yes yes you did yeah um so uh it was i'm I'm glad that i could sense that something happened but um but yeah that was it was a bummer and so like yeah so the kid had like a, a brand a nice brand new like city connect hat and now it was covered in ice cream so i maybe they'll throw they can throw that in the wash or something but um yeah um no jeremy it's it's a good thing that like the kid didn't fall down in front of floppy hat guy you know floppy hat guy (laughs) would have been like oh yeah right that's right yeah exactly yeah um Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. It, there, there was one more thing with these people. So, you know, eventually after the kid, like the ice cream incident, the lady got up again. I don't know if she was going to get more napkins or, or what, but she got up. And so the kid was just sitting there by himself eating this ice cream. And again, the kid was behaving like, well, like he just, he didn't talk. He didn't say a word the whole game, but he was just eating this ice cream and he was occupied. And then this older guy comes from the kid's left to like get out of the aisle and again, like, the kid doesn't, like, see him or know that he needs to stand up. And so the guy is, like, having a really tough time, like, getting around the kid. And so eventually, like, he, he tries to, like, step over the kid's legs. But he, he kind of, like, trips a little bit. And the kid finally notices him and, like, starts to try to get up. Yeah. And then, like, eventually the, the old guy just kind of, like, pats the kid on the back. And is like, all right, all right, I'm through. The funny thing is that the lady at some point had gotten another beer uh-huh. and like this old, this old guy like almost kicked over her beer again or it's yeah. just like it's just history just repeating itself yeah yeah it was it was uh it was a, a tense moment uh for sure um and uh yeah it, yeah and like the kid the kid when the kid started trying to stand up he was like making it worse because like the yeah. old man was like almost at this point he was pretty much past him and I think all his late all his weight was on his like front leg and then the kid started standing <laughs> up and like it was making it worse and like I think the old guy was like no 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 just stay put stay put yeah um, but it was uh it was funny um you know the kid was well behaved I said like you know he's a great he's a good kid that someone just needs to teach him the etiquette of like standing up when when someone's c- coming out of the aisle. No, for, for sure. Um, but hey, there, there's adults who still haven't learned that, unfortunately. That's true. So, um, yeah. Um, one, one last thing that I saw with the kid, too. Um, you know, we mentioned all the food they were getting. They did get hot dogs at some point, And the That's hot right. dog vendor came over. And uh, I don't know if you heard this, um, Jack, but, um, you know, the, the mom called, flagged the guy over and she like they order and the guy's digging out the hot dog and ketchup packets or mustard packets, whatever. And um, she's paying and whatever. And the, the, the guy grabs the hot dog and hands it to the kid and he goes, here you go, kid, <laughs> like with the hot dog, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And then um, it wasn't even like that. It was like, here you go, kid. Like it wasn't even like like kind of like it was just like very matter of fact. Um, and then he then I. Then he said to the, the 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 mom when she paid, he handed her back her card and he's like, "Here you go, miss." Like it was just nice. like, it was just very like, almost like you know he was um he was uh you know uh playing like the role of like some like fifties uh yeah sure like he was like he was out of central casting or something yeah you know? exactly um so. nice uh yeah so uh, uh there was also um to our right there was just this group of uh this group of girls um you know. They look like like college, you know, college girls. And uh, so in the top of the fourth inning, I just I wrote that it was like a, it became like a pool party up there because like th- there were these girls and then like more more girls came who like hadn't been at the game. And then they all like exploded and they're like, oh, my God, like you're here. And then so then like some of them like went down all the way down the section, like the stairs to like hug these girls who just came and then they came back up the stairs and they were just talking in like a circle. Like right, like right next to me, they were standing in a circle just talking to each other. And like if you could imagine a group of like ditzy popular girls uh, at a pool party just like gossiping and talking to each other, that that's what was going on during the top of the fourth inning like while the game was going on right next to me. Um, it was pretty annoying. And so yeah. then at the, at the end... Uh, of the game in the top of the ninth inning, these girls like and 
apparently a group of guys who was sitting in front of us that they knew. Um, again, like, you know, you mentioned that they looked like the guys looked like kids. You know, they might have just had fake IDs like they did have beers with them. Yeah. But they decide that they're going to start taking just a whole bunch of pictures uh, in, were, in the in the uh, in the aisle. They were uh, definitely trying to pick up on those girls. Yeah. I, do, you, do you think they knew them or they were just trying to pick them up? No, they, they didn't know them. Um, they were they were just trying to pick them up because I think you might have missed it earlier. But um, there were there was like five of them at one point, guys. And like these two girls walked by and this one guy, like I think he just kind of like cold called, like got this girl's phone number. Like the guy all the way on the left, he like I think just reached over, like like leaned over and said like, hey, can I get your number? And like the girl like gave him his number and. Then she walked away and everyone around him was like, Hey, congrats, man. You know, way to go. And, um, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I think, so then I think those three guys who were left, then those two guys left. And I think the three guys were like, well, Hey, we want to meet some girls too. So I think they were just trying to like get in with these. Sure. With these Let's, I, I can only hope that was a, a fake number that he, that he got. Could, um, could be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, they, they just start taking all these fucking pictures and these girls literally at one point got in a, got in a line and blocked the entire, um, you know, the the entire walkway in the in the upper deck, like between the the box seats and the yeah. the, the upper seats. Yeah, they it, were like they were kind of posing like like year or like um like like uh, school dance style photos, where like the one yeah. was behind, the, like the like kind of hugging the other one behind them. But but there was like five of them, so yeah, they were they were all like directly behind each other and like blocking the like almost like a human. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, fence like to to block the the aisles. It was yeah, quite a sight. Again, it, it's like you said, man. Where where is the enforcement here? Yeah. Where where is where is a security guard to just say, hey, like you can't do that? Um, yeah. During the game, that's ridiculous. But there there was there was none of that, and it literally went on for five minutes. At one point, somebody from our section, he was a guy like that was maybe a little older than us. What was was trying oh, to yeah. go down and you know go down into the concourse to like you know go to the bathroom or something, and he had to like stand there and wait for these idiots to finish taking their picture. Yeah. And um, you you said to me you're like that guy's being way too nice. Yeah. No, that guy was also like a dope just for waiting. It's like yes, I would have been like, you know, like I would I would I don't even know if I would have said excuse me. I would have been like, hey, coming through or something like you know. Yep. Like. And I, those, I didn't like those guys anyway because it was like three guys and they all showed up like they clearly just had just come from the office and they were wearing like blazers and stuff. And I'm like, fucking buzz off, like get out of here, fucking blazer, man. Like, you know, if you knew you were going to the game after work, like wear something else, like don't like leave the jacket in, in the office or something. That, no, that also sure. made me mad. So you can't, you know, <laughs> someone wearing shorts makes me mad and someone wearing like uh, too, too like nice of clothes also makes me mad. So. Right. Um, but Jack, you know, it's kind of funny cause I didn't, well, when they were standing next to you, like in the aisle, which is the same spot where the, the women were like yelling up to each other, that was definitely annoying. Um, yeah. uh, when they were standing and taking the pictures, I guess maybe cause it was out of my sight line. I, I was in my mind, I was kind of like, well, at least they waited till this game was like out of reach and like over, <laughs> um, to do this. But, and I looked back and. And there were some people like kind of like almost not even in the section right behind him, but two sections over that may have been blocked because of these girls. Sure. So I, you know, I, um, I, I think, uh, someone could have yelled like, Hey, move. But, yeah. um, it almost the seemed like they, they waited until the game was like out of reach to do that. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, they, they would have, uh, the, the people in the section over, like, to our right would have gotten the brunt of, like, uh, the, the fallout from what they were doing. Yes. So, you know, yeah. for, for them, that sucks. If that was us, we would have been real pissed about that. I would have yelled something, especially from two sections over. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. Um, um, yeah. So there was this guy next to uh, he was right he was right behind uh, me oh and you too but he was yeah. uh, I don't know if a guy can mansplain something to another man but uh, <laughs> this this guy was definitely doing that yeah and and seemingly like unsolicited too just launching into like every single explanation of every single little thing in in in, uh, in baseball like every single rule uh, from the rule book and like. You know, I think like I've been I've been to baseball games with people who aren't really fans and like maybe need something explained. But it's like you can only explain so much before you lose your audience, I feel. And it's like you can't explain every single thing as it happens because you'll be constantly explaining what's happening and narrating the game. Like you got to give the person a mental break or a chance to like watch it for themselves or whatever. This guy just like almost was like nonstop explaining what everything was happening. So like. I think there was a pitching change and he, he came, he, the guy goes and explains like the pitching change. He's like, so the man, you see the manager here has to make the change, you know? Uh, and you know, they get so many mountain visits per game, but if he goes out and makes a change, it doesn't count as a mountain visit. And, uh, you know, just going on and on, like, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. It was just, I guess it was like, well, the, the whole thing about the manager making the change, I think, I think a pitching coach can make a pitching change. But yeah, like, I, I agree. You just I, you just usually don't see it, but I, yeah. I think that they that they can too. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I uh, I think what happens is if, if there's a, a if there's a second mound visit in an inning by a, a coach, does that do they have to make a change or is that within the same batter? Um, no, in the same inning. It's, it's in the same the inning. inning. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, yeah, but he also, uh, uh, well, first of all, Jeremy, I, I agree with you that like, you can't explain everything. Also, like, you know, if, if, if I'm with somebody who doesn't know that much about baseball, I'll usually wait for them to ask me something before yeah. I just like launch into an explanation. Um, he also, for some reason started explaining what a quality start was. Yeah. I, I think his basis was like, you know, guys used to go a lot deeper into games than they do now. And he's like, yeah, now they have a quality start. You only have to pitch six innings and you get three runs. Um, but it's like, what, what do you mean you get three runs? I mean, I know you can, you can give up three runs. It was just a, it was a weird way to, uh, phrase it. Um, yeah, but this, this guy was weird. And he also, was he the guy, he sounded young, but he wasn't young. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Those were those guys. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You're right. So then like, um, yeah, they got up at some point and like, he had like gray hair or white hair, I think. And uh, he, they sounded like they might have been in like their twenties or something, or like yeah. maybe thirties. And um, yeah, then he got up and he was like older looking, and like the guy who he was with looked younger than him, but they were like, I don't know, they seemed like they were talking to each other like equals, not like a father son sort of thing. Um, and um, I also forgot, like at some point they like they did a thing where they they sat down behind us, and I'm pretty. They said like, oh, you know, right here's good, something like that. So like, it wasn't there. They those weren't even their seats, which was no. annoying. And then and they were talking. And then like, um, I did notice at some point like something they did something weird, Jack. I don't know if you noticed, but like, he's like, yeah, yeah, all right, you sit over there, and then I'll sit over here. And they each sat on the aisle seat across the aisle from each other. <laughs> like, I, <I've, laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah, it's like I've heard of a buffer seat, but like a buffer aisle, like. Like, and then they were still talking to each other, like, across the aisle. I'm like, what? 
how, how is this the right move? Like it, it didn't make sense. Like, and I don't think, I think they had room to have a buffer seat between them, but they decided to sit on each end of the aisle. I guess maybe because they were all they were both planning to get up every single chance they could get or something. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was very it was very weird. Um, and then Jack, they they left at some point, um, maybe mm. in the seventh eighth inning or something like that. And then Jack, I swear to God. I don't know if someone it was a new person who came over or or the or is the people who were behind us there were the people behind us were Phillies fans mm-hmm. and they were like kind of right over my left shoulder and I swear to god the guy there was a guy there then who started doing the exact same thing like over explaining like everything I I didn't oh. even write down what what he said but he was like saying the same kind of thing like you know all right well you know the guys uh you know, at second base here, so um, you know, he can throw the pitcher can throw to him uh to try to pick him off, or he can steal the base, and like it's like all right, enough. Like, what is it like that section like has to like over explain? You know, whoever is sitting there has to over explain the game of baseball. But um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird that it was like diff. It was definitely different people, but he was definitely definitely doing the exact same thing that the other guy was doing. No, it was, uh, yeah, it, you know, maybe just sitting in a certain seat, like your your brain gets, uh, like, I don't know, you, you, there's brain waves that, that happen that, that makes you do that. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah but it was, uh, you know, not not good. Um, but, and the, Cub, the Cubs didn't play very well either. Uh, they uh, they, they kind of got blown out in this one, but it, it looked like they were threatening to come back at yeah. one point. They loaded the bases. It was a pretty cool moment. Morell drew a walk. And like the crowd got on its feet, you thought they were gonna get into it, and then uh, yeah, except for one person was they yeah. were not into it. <clears throat> so yeah, I think it was like um, maybe like two on, and Morel was on, like because yeah, he didn't walk uh, to load the base, or he walked to load the bases, I think. But yeah, um, <clears throat> like yeah, and like a good crowd that Wrigley normally is, who are like following and into the game, it was like a full count runners at second and third the Cubs were maybe down by like uh three like two or three runs so like if you know morale hit a homer it would have tied the game up um and he ended up walking but like you know the pitch with the pitcher you know the wind up and the stretch and like everyone gets on their feet and everyone's yelling and then there's like one woman right in front of us like in my direct sightline between myself and and the pitcher's mound so like everyone's up, gets to their feet, and everyone the crowd is swelling, and then a water guy is walking by, and the woman just holds up a finger and she's like, "Water, one water, please." And it was like directly <laughs> at the moment, like when the pitch was coming, and it's like Jesus, talk about like not you know being into the game. It's just like, um, you know, there's a funny, there's a thing in like, um, I think it's uh, it's a later year Seinfeld moment, which were kind of bad. Um, at that point after Larry David left the show where they go see like a cockfight. And um, I yeah, think I, every, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is like yelling. And then they like, <clears throat> like Jerry goes like, no. And it's all in slow motion. And Elaine goes like little Jerry. And then like George goes tamale. And he's like calling the tamale guy. It was like that yeah. in real life. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's uh that. Yeah. That, that, Hey, that's not a, not a bad joke. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, that that's funny. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, the, the the Cubs went on to lose the game, um, and we uh, we went down to get some some autographs. Uh, Chris, our buddy Chris, was there. Um, it was a mess. You you said that Chris had told you about seventy people had been there the uh, the night before, and it it must have been about the same size crowd. Um, you know, we we got our the usual catbird seat, but. It filled up. There were there were a ton of a ton of people there. Yeah, much like um, <clears throat> I tried to graph the uh, Cleveland Guardians yesterday, and much like much much like that, it's like 
we got there so early, it was looking kind of promising. And then, yeah, yep. over like by the time the players actually come out, start coming out, it, the, the crowd had grown a lot. We should also mention that this was like during this, like um, for anyone who's not from Chicago listening, like we had like uh, air quality warnings all last week, um, Monday yeah. through like Thursday, um, <clears throat> pretty much um, that we were we had like dangerously hazard uh, air quality indexes from the wild from the smoke from the wildfires in Canada. Um, so like this night was like it was crazy. Like sometimes when you go to like a White Sox game or any other game where they light off fireworks, um, sometimes the fireworks you know get blown off and then that that smoke from the fireworks kind of drifts over onto the field. And like kind of clouds the field for a little bit. Or if you're watching like wrestling and like pyrotechnics go off, there's like all the smoke like around the 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 ring or whatever. Um, <clears throat> eventually it dissipates, but like because of the air quality for this game, it looked like that the whole game. And we were like way down into the right field corner. So the game was like what's normally a great view, like was a little kind of obstructed through all this like wildfire smoke. Um, we thought maybe it would keep some of the people away from the bus, but apparently the night before when it was the worst, uh, it did not keep people away. Um, so we were kind of going into this night expecting like with low expectations. Um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happened. But, um, one of the first things that happened, Jack is, um, I was, uh, you know, my normal spot, like kind of all the way over to the left, um, near the, uh, the, the fence, the, the, the gate, uh, to Wrigley field. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, there was this guy behind me. He was a Phillies fan, I believe. And he was kind of nerdy. And, uh, I was wearing my Beloit Skycarps hat. Um, and, um, this is a flex fit hat. So in the back of the hat, instead of having like the, the Milb logo, it says Skycarp. I, I described this last game. It says Skycarp in the back. And so this guy, like, um, like, I don't know if he tapped me or he just said, Hey, excuse me. And he's like, he looked at my hat and he's like, um, sky carp. Uh, that sounds familiar. Where are they from? Where do they play? And I say, uh, Beloit. And he's like, I go to college there. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and, and then he like started nodding his head and I'm like, Oh, okay. There you go. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know, and we, we described Beloit in pretty good detail. I think last episode, it's yeah. like, I hate to say it. I hate to sound like big city elitism or something, but it's like there ain't a lot going on in Beloit. And no. I know, I know that there's a college there and it's like, wouldn't you know that there's a minor league team there? I know everyone's not a big, ba- as ba- big baseball fans as us, but he was, he was at the fucking Phillies bus waiting to meet, to, to see them so in he, a Phillies Jersey and a Phillies hat. Yeah. So he's clearly a baseball fan. It's like, don't you know that there's a fucking town, a, a team in this like small town that you go to college in and it, it, the whole like the whole uh, exchange was just like funny. It was just like, "Where do the sky car- sky carp? Where do they play?" Beloit. I go to college there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Glad we glad we sorted that out. Um, and then that was it. Then we never said one one more word to each other. No, no. Um, and yeah, you're right, Jeremy. I don't think it's elitist to say that. Like, that's probably one of the biggest things that happens in that city. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we, you should. We sh- you should have asked him about the Taco Johns. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have to work at the Taco Johns, do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Have right. you ever used that kiosk? um okay uh yeah so that was that was good uh but yeah in general there was just a whole bunch of uh bunch of philly fans there um so we uh you know we were just kind of waiting around um to see if 
uh, anybody would come out, um, announcers or whatever. This was kind of before any of the players that really it's, started coming out. It's about and, that time where like family, friends and family yeah, and wives and girlfriends will, will come out. It, exactly. It was about that time. And so there's this one uh, security guard and he's like a little bit above the other guys. Like he seems like a direct escort for most of the players on the visiting team when they go to the bus. Yeah. Um, the supervisor, what have you. Um, so, so anyway, whenever you see that guy coming down the concourse, um, but you can't quite see the player yet, you know somebody's coming because, yeah. like, this security guy's coming. So I, I see this guy walking down the concourse, and I, I think I said to you, I was like, hey, man, like, somebody's coming here. Yep. And this, this security guard was accompanied by an o- a big, like, older guy. Um, and he just, he had on a, on a baseball cap of, uh, you know, an, in, an indistinguishable baseball cap. Yeah, I don't think pull, he was wearing. Kind of pulled down low a little bit. Yeah. Pulled down low. Um, he was just had like jeans and like a t-shirt on the t-shirt might've had like an American flag on it or something. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know, but it was like, it's just like jeans and a white t-shirt. So he was just dr- dressed in completely like nondescript clothing. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, he was walking like side by side with the security guard. And it's like, this guy has to be somebody. And he's a big guy. He looks like an athlete. And then so, you know, I was looking at his face and I was like, who is that? And right before I made him, you made him. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was Roger Clemens, yep. um, which made all the sense in the world because Cody Clemens, his son, plays for the Phillies. Uh, but, you know, just you and me, uh, I guess just it. Jeremy, it had never entered my mind no. that Roger Clemens would be there. I don't want to say anything bad about Roger Clemens because like. Uh, you know, he was a nice, he was nice to us. Um, but like, I guess I just figured that like, maybe he he didn't care enough to like go to the game or something. I don't know. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, for for sure. I mean, like, you know, I think like his kids have been like, uh, I mean, Cody Clemens is like, he, I think he's a rookie this year. Maybe he lost rookie eligibility last year, but he was at least a rookie last year. And like, he had another kid, was it Case Clemens or something? Or like, Mm mm-hmm. Another begins with a K. All his kids' names begin with K. Um, and uh, so it's not the first kid he's had in the majors. And obviously when a kid is of one of these players gets drafted, you know, people talk about it. And so, like, and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on it. I th- I think he's, like, the first of his sons to make the majors, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, it almost seems like maybe Roger Clemens is kind of over it. Like, he's, like, even, like... Like his kids have had enough buzz around him that like he's he's not going to Chicago to see him to see him play, right. but yeah, it's like the the Kate Upton factor. Um, you know, we didn't think about it, and at least this guy has baseball cards. So like, yeah, like I mean, like you you kind of said like you know I think this you know who is this somebody? And uh, um, I was like looking at him and like I kind of like it was like the Terminator thing where like you know like that little box is around his face and it's blinking <laughs> trying to scan his face. And like, I was like scanning and then like, it would almost it, in my mind, it almost said like match found, you know, pull, like yes. uploading. And like, as it was like uploading, you know, I was like, I think that's Roger Clemens. And like, you're yeah. like, is that Roger Clemens? And I'm like, yeah. And like, we just like fucking like, like snapped into it basically. Oh. And uh, yeah. And Chris, you know, I think we related to Chris and like, so yeah, like in my book, you know, it, I was I was talking about how my book is laid out. It, it's like all Cubs players, and then the visitors teams, and then like some Cubs announcers. But on the very first page, I have a couple of those blank autograph cards, and there's like a baseball. There's one that looks like a baseball, and then one that looks like a a bat, basically like the barrel of a bat. And so I just like flip to that front page. It's funny because I put my scorecard away in this little like drawstring bag that I was wearing on my back. So like 
I was like, in, in, in my mind, I'm like, well, I got a card for pretty much everyone, so I'm not going to need my scorecard. So right. I didn't even have time to double check, to, to, to second guess, like, should I get him on a scorecard or should I get him on one of these blank cards? And, uh, and Jack, you, I don't know, what did you do, like, when you realized it was Clemens? Yeah, I mean, I was just like, it's it's scorecard or bust here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, we, we need to get him on something. I, I did kind of make the decision that, like, I'm going to have him sign this scorecard, but then, like, nobody uh nobody else signed the scorecard if yeah. he signs it so yeah. he uh he, you know he, so anyway he comes out and um we kind of like meekly called at him like Roger like I I, I think we didn't want to we didn't want to blow up his spot yes um and, but and then Jack, you oh god yeah. no I was gonna say like as he started to go on the bus though you yelled hey rocket and then he did turn around and like we yeah. kind of held our pens up and he came over yeah it was it was a crazy moment so like I think I yelled rocket right off the bat. Maybe I don't. Re- uh-huh. I, I think I did because I. Because I, for that very reason, Jack, I was like, if I yell Roger Clemens right now, there might be like a you know a, a stampede or something. So sure. I think I said like rocket, and I tried to. I was very. I was thinking like, how can I do this without calling attention to it, whatever? Because that will blow any chance of us getting him. And yeah, yeah. he he looked over. And he kind of like took like one step towards us. And I think all of us in our minds were like, holy shit, he's coming over here. And then he stopped for a second and started talking to like the Philly security guard or something. And yeah. it almost was like he was giving him directions or he was kind of like kind of like going over like a game plan with him or something. But we were like, he's coming over. He, he was like he was about to come over here. And then they talked for like it seemed like a, <laughs> an interminable amount of time, but it was probably like 10 seconds yeah. And then he walks over to us and uh, yeah, we just like kind of put our stuff out and he signs for us. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chris, it was kind of funny. So Chris was kind of like, he kind of put his card on your, um, your binder. Yeah. And I think you didn't realize that he had done that. So you kind of like pulled your binder back after he signed and Chris was like, Oh, Hey Jack, you know, let, let, let yeah. me, let me sign on that. And then Clemens like takes Chris's card in a very cool way. And he's like, he's like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And then he like picked it up and signed it like nice and everything. And um he kind of turned to get back on the bus and then like one little kid next to us called him back one more time and he turned around again, signed the kid's baseball, and then yeah. it was on the bus and gone. Yeah, he was he was cool, man, and he even like with my scorecard, he signed it in a thoughtful uh place. Like he signed it right over the logos of the two teams where there's plenty of like light space on the scorecard to sign Mm -hmm. so yeah he was super he was super nice um he was super cool and also nobody else called for him no um i mean i'm sure somebody else could have realized that it was roger clemens but i i have the theory that like these people are probably too stupid to like realize that it's roger clemens and like they couldn't put two and two together to be like oh that's like you know he's here because cody clemens is on this team um they only wanted like He's a guy whose autograph we should have. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, like they, they, um, they, they all they, the only guy they wanted to see was like JT Real Muto. Um, yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, I just think that like a lot of people still didn't realize he w- it was him, even if, uh, you know, even even if uh, even if we called him over. So yeah. I- I'm glad I'm glad for his sake he didn't get mobbed. Um, yeah. He was really nice. And think about it, Jeremy. If we would have just like, I don't know, if we would have just like stopped to think a second. Um, we maybe could have gotten him on one of his cards. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it just never would have occurred to either of us that he would have been there. So, no. And I think like, you know, maybe there's something we said for like the autograph gods, like, you know, right. like 
the fact that we didn't have him like is why we got him. And yeah. uh, it's funny. I texted Chris the next day and I said like, Chris, how tempted are you to go back to Wrigley with a Roger Clemens card tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and like he was, um, he was catching a flight out of town. And so like, you know, and I was, just, I said like, you know, but I said, but that would be wrong. Like that would piss off the autograph gods. So, yep. um, you know, so I like, I was, I was totally happy with what we got, but, um, you know, I have a million of his cards sitting like around me right now as I record this episode. Um, so I could have had a card on me, but, um, but you know, it was just too cool. Um, you know, I think I'm like considering like maybe sending this in to get like uh, slabbed and authenticated yeah. just, just because, cause it's like, I mean, it's crazy to get him, no matter no matter what you think of the guy. Um, now, Jack, I'm gonna be I'm I'm completely honest here. Like, certainly, I have no like um, I have no qualms about shitting on a guy mercilessly, and or even shitting on him and also getting his autograph. Jack, I swear to God, like a week or two before this happened, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, is Roger Clemens maybe not a horrible guy? Like. Is he, uh-huh. like, just kind of, like, you know, like, certainly, like, I think Barry Bonds is a piece of shit. Um, I mean, Clemens, like, threw a bat at a guy, at, at, at Mike Piazza. He also kind of tried to, like, I think, get that guy, the um, Radomski guy, like, I think he kind of defamed him. So, I think Roger Clemens is not a great guy, and I, I certainly don't think we probably <laughs> voted the same way <laughs> in either last two elections. But, um, you know, I was just, I was thinking, I'm like... Because I, I saw an interview with him. He was on um, one of those broadcasts with um, Michael K and A-Rod, the, the Michael and A-Rod show. And, yeah. he, you know, he, he is a guy who will, like, make jokes, you know? Like, uh-huh. he, he makes baseball jokes and, like, will rib a guy or whatever. And, like, he I think he was ribbing A-Rod, which earns him points automatically. And, like, I was trying to, in my mind, thinking, like, is he, like, is he that bad of a guy? Or, like, is he, like you know, not as bad as some other guys. So like, you know, it's, it's funny that that all happened. And now of course the fact that he signed for us, I'm like, Hey, this guy was pretty cool actually, you know? Yeah. Um, something I was thinking, uh, was like, well, first of all, him and Rob Thompson maybe have some connections from like Rob Thompson's time, uh, on Mm -hmm. the Yankees. Um, Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager who we will meet later. But I I think that I, I wonder if just inside baseball, like in baseball circles, these guys who are pariahs for steroids, like if some of them are, you know, if they're actually pretty well respected, you know, if like hating on these guys is more of just a fan thing and all of the, all of the players are like, yeah, like who wouldn't want to have Roger Clemens hanging around? Like the guy is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. So, you know, regardless of what the fans think of him, I I think maybe players will still like embrace these guys. I definitely think the players, you know, like him, like revere him. Like, I think, you know, I mean, not to uh, like, you know, uh, quote or, or use the same, uh, you know, think thinking as Kurt Schilling, but I, I do think it's a lot of the writers, you know, um, who, who, yeah, dis- yeah. who, who want to keep them out of the hall of fame. And like some, like some hard, some like purist baseball fans. I think there's some like fans who don't care or like want them in the hall of fame, certainly Astros, Yankees fans. Um, but, um, but yeah, like yeah, I think I definitely think there's like some like staunch like old school writers who don't want want him in and stuff, and so, um, and obviously the voting has has said likewise. But I think the players fucking they probably go as gaga as we did over it. Over right, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool, man. And, and even this, this, the security guard who was there, he wasn't yeah. life on the edge guy. He was the other guy that we saw at Cubs Fest. Yeah. Um, but he came up to us and he was like, you know, he was flabbergasted too. He was like, he, he was like, oh man, like yeah, that even I was like crazy with that one. Yeah. He was like, he's like, all right. He's like, I'm now I'm now I'm jealous of you guys. Like he said something yeah. like that. He's like, that, yeah. that was cool. He's like, yeah. And it's like. And we were like, we were shell shocked for a good like ten minutes afterwards. Like other yeah. players came out, we missed. Yeah, so well, we can kind of lead into this next thing. But like, we 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 were we were dumbfounded. There were some like people coming out. Ruben Amaro, the uh, color commentator yep. for the um, uh, Phillies, came out and like, Jack, you made him. And I was almost yep. like, I kind of half heartedly called for him, but I was. I kind of didn't care at that point. I was kind of just still, sure. my head was still spinning from the Clemens thing. So like I didn't, we didn't, we didn't get anyone in the direct aftermath of Clemens kind of, I think because we were all like kind of shell shocked a little bit. Yeah, no, it was, um, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and we missed fucking Bryce Harper. Yeah. Like, so be- because of that, as the night was going on, like we were like, you know, as, as the night goes on and buses leave, you know, first bus leave, second bus leave, we start taking inventory of like, okay, who hasn't come out yet? Well, the, uh, you know, Rio Mito didn't come out, uh, whatever fucking Edmundo Soso didn't come out. And then I think we were, we were both like, fuck Bryce Harper didn't come out yet. And, uh, and then we were, and then it, by that point, like by the third bus, like it had dwindled down so much. I think it was just the three of us or maybe like us and like maybe one or two other guys or something. Yeah. So we were thinking like, what if fucking Harper comes out and there's only three of us here? Like he might sign for us in that scenario. Oh yeah. And Jack said out loud, he's like, you said like, man, Harper hasn't come out. And then Chris turns to us and he's like, Harper. Oh yeah. He came, he was like the first guy out. And we were like, we were like, what? And, and he's like, yeah, right. Right after Roger Clemens signed for us and went back to the bus Bryce ran out of here and like Chris said, like he yelled like run Harper run or something. And yeah. we like completely missed it. I completely yep. missed that. Oh man. Me, me too, man. It must be hard for Bryce Harper to interact that little with both his, with both fans and teammates. Yeah. Like you really must have to go out of his way to take like a, a 90 second shower and like get dressed and like run to the bus. I don't know what yeah. that guy's deal is, but yeah. we, we've observed it twice now. No, I was saying, I was saying it, it must be pretty exhausting to, to avoid your teammates that much. Like, yeah. Um, cause yeah, I mean like, yeah, he, he's playing until the ninth inning and then like has to shower and get out of there and like, and then like, and you know, I, I guess when you're Harper, like you kind of ignore it, but like, I can see why people get tired of shit like that pretty quick. It's like, Oh, you're so fucking special. Like you want to get out of here. You don't even want to hang out with us. Like fuck off. Right. Um, that's, and that's real. And I think that matters to an extent. Um, you know, I'm sure players wouldn't would say no one cares, but like, or they don't care, but like, it's pretty obvious that he's just in it for himself at that point, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's just him and like baseball and the way he plays and like teammates and fans seem like an an inconvenience. Um, so at at the very least the fans definitely do. No. Um, yeah, uh, that, I, I, you did ask Chris, did he spit? I don't think Chris was really looking, but that would have been funny if he would have been funny if he did. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, so Dylan Covey was was is on the Phillies. Um, I don't know if he still is, but he was on them about a week about a yeah. week ago. Uh, Jeremy, because I, I had texted you, I, Covey started a Sunday night baseball game and he just absolutely got shelled. I think maybe he got moved to the bullpen. 
Um, not sure. But, uh, yeah, he was on the, the active roster. I did not have a card of his. We've seen him many oh, a time, um, you know, just many a time. So you, you and Chris had cards of him. You, you called for him, and he came over and signed. But uh, there was also, like, a, the, this kid, the same kid that got the Roger Clemens autograph had a ball. And the kid, the kid like, held something out for him, too. And Kobe signed your two cards, and he just completely snubbed this kid. Yeah. Um, the, kid we was in be- the kid was in yeah. between me and Chris. So it was, yeah. like, me then with my, with my book. The kid was holding the ball up in between us, and then Chris holding up his card. And, like, yeah, he grabbed our two cards, signed them, and then just didn't even say sorry to the kid or whatever. He just, like... He just ignored him and just then, you know, turned on a dime and got on the bus. It was crazy. So, Jeremy, I've, I had this happen with TJ Friedel and maybe one other guy, but it's, uh, it, it, you know, when, when you ask a guy to sign and you have something specifically for him, mm-hmm. I think sometimes he's more inclined to, like, sign for you, and he will sign for you because he sees that you brought something for him. Yeah, but if it's yeah. just somebody with, like, a random thing, he doesn't want to sign. Chris also came up with the theory that, like, he he had one hand like he was he had a bag in one hand and he maybe he maybe he only wanted to sign cards because it, it you know he didn't need to grab the ball with the other hand but I don't know man I feel like if it's a kid the guy could have just set the bag down and like signed the ball for the kid so um, I mean yeah it almost makes me feel like you know self conscious that like he signed I'm gonna he signed for me an adult and not for like the little kid you know instead right. of the other way around. Right, yeah, I uh, so I'm gonna go with the theory there that like he saw that you guys had something for him and I, he signed for you. That immediately is what I thought as well. Like, <clears throat> it's got to be that. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was the only Phillies player that signed. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um. Yeah. 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 He's the only. Um. Yeah. So yeah, folks, we should say that this this was a total bu- uh, bust. Well, uh, not not a total bust. I'm calling it a bust, and we got Roger Clemens. But like, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. But anyway, the the Phillies players like they just did not sign at all. Um. Aaron Nola signed last year. He started tonight's game. Had a pretty shitty outing. Uh, he just labored through five innings uh, and just uh, he just he just labored through five innings and did not do well. He was one of the last guys out, um, and you know he he totally snubbed me when I called for him. So that was not good. Uh, all of this was happening. This bus hang. It was all happening during Domingo Herman's no hitter uh, in Oakland, pitching as he was pitching for the New York Yankees. Now I, I'd mentioned that Rob Thompson. Uh, was I think he was a former third base coach for the Yankees. I know he worked for their organization for a long time, so he has a lot of ties. Like field pro- coordinator, to yeah, for them yeah. For and I, I think he he coached. Uh, I think he must have coached Domingo Herman at some point, or he was a coach on the team when Herman was coming up. They overlapped like at least for at least for a year, if not. More. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> eventually, like the, the 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 manager and some of the players and all like the coaches and stuff were taking forever to come out. And so then finally we realized as this game was going on, like, oh, Thompson has ties to New York. They're probably watching the game. Um, and that's why it's taken so fucking long for them to come out. And sure enough, that was the case. But, yeah, Nola snubbed us. Um, but then we uh, – uh, Rob Thompson was a guy we wanted to get. And, uh, yeah, we ended, up, we ended up getting him. Yeah, it came out with a huge group of, huge group of people. Yep. Um, and I think we both maybe had the idea to, like, ask him if he was, like, watching that game. Yeah. Um, so, like – I, I just threw it out there um, <clears throat> as he was signing for us. Uh, I said, so, Rob, were you in there watching the Yankee game? And he's like, yep, yeah, I was. That was something. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he was cool. It, it was He was kind of like – he wasn't gruff. He was nice. But he, the way he looks and is built, he kind of looks like a private eye from like an old, huh. an old, you know, an old 50s movie or something. He was like, yeah, that was something. 
Um, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was good, but he was uh, he was cool. Um, Jeremy, you gave me one of your uh, Philly Stadium cards, so I, I have his autograph on that. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a, a a nice one to get. And you know, I, I read there's a long article about him in the Athletic that I should forward to you. But he was going to retire last mm-hmm. season. It was going to be his last season as bench coach, and then he was just going to retire. But then Girardi got fired, and he got hired as Philly's manager, and so he decided to stay on, and now he's, like, reinvigorated in his career. So, yeah, he seems like a, a cool guy, so I'm glad we got him. Yeah, I was, um, especially after, like, I, w- I wanted him as I want most players, um, you know, during that Philly series. And we did okay in that Philly series last year. And um, I was like, eh, it would have been cool to get Rob Thompson, but I certainly don't have a card of his. Mm-hmm. And then they went on that World Series run, and I was like, damn it, like, I should have got him. Like, I, I, and I, in my mind, I was like, I did want him before the World Series. I don't want him just because of the World Series thing. I wanted him before that. And then I, like, I was even, like, planning, to, like, what card I would get. Like, so a lot of baseball cards came out um, on tops now for uh, during the, the World Series run. So I was like, let me get if they win the World Series, I'll definitely get one of those cards to have them sign it. <clears throat> then when they lost, I, I kind of lost some momentum on that. I ordered um, a Topps Now card of them winning the pennant and like the team photo, and he's in the photo. And this motherfucker who I ordered the card from uh, <laughs> on eBay like took fucking like three days to ship it, and I didn't get it until like last Friday um, after the series was well over. So I did get him on um, <clears throat> the. Um, the stadium, a card of the stadium from 2019. We mentioned that every team has a, a card in that 2019 set. Um, so it, it looks good on that. And like, yeah, Jack was going to get him on the scorecard. And um, yeah, you were, you, you had the conundrum of like, well, now I have Clemens on the scorecard and you know, I like, I don't know. I couldn't like, yeah, I couldn't let you get that, uh, get, you know, get Thompson on there with Clemens. So like, yeah. Um, yeah, threw you one of those cards, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it turned it. out. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I think it turned out pretty well, and it's also yeah. cool. He put his number on there too. He did. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting for a manager. Um, you don't usually see the managers do that, so that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's and it's funny. Chris made a good observation when it was looking like we were just gonna get um, Dylan Covey. He's like, man, Roger Clemens and Dylan Covey, like, what a what a huge like gap in autographs. <laughs> there and it's yeah it's pretty true yeah no uh, uh definitely um and yeah man I'm, I'm not gonna lie like i also thought of going back um i don't have any roger clemens cards just because i don't have any old cards at my uh you know at, at my, this apartment that i'm in but uh yeah it the thought crossed my mind too of of going back there yeah on thursday on thursday yeah yeah it was um yeah, I think i think in the end like it would have you know it, it just it wouldn't be right um you you're know, right uh, but uh, yeah, Jack, I was actually looking to see if they like, so PSA, the, the company that grades cards and everything, they will um, authenticate any autograph you send them and like they can encapsulate it for you in like this like enclosed case. Like I said, I wanted to maybe do that with my Roger Clemens. I did it with, um, I, I purchased like a whole ticket from the Cole Hamels no hitter um, and sent that in for grading and encapsulation. So I, I got it back I, and it came back a 10. Uh, grade out of 10 which is pretty awesome so they will like kind of you can get almost anything encapsulated i was actually looking to see if they will encapsulate a scorecard um you know that would be cool to do um i i wouldn't mind possibly doing it with my john miller 
uh, scorecard from last season sure. as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was I I, I I just started looking for that. I don't know if I, it seems like they can do that, but I'm not quite sure. But um, yeah, you know, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, like you know, I I. I had just gotten Jim Palmer um, for the Orioles series, like on my own. We got him last year. Uh, we got uh, uh, Jazz Chisholm, and and you know you got Vado. I got J Rod, and it's like we've gotten some cool autographs um, yeah. in our two years plus of doing this. But like I don't know that Clemens one is like maybe just because it was so unexpected and random that like that one. It's like I I I kind of like wrote some notes down about it, like so I remember it. No, for sure, man. I mean, like even like Joey Votto would be in awe of Roger Clemens. So, yeah. uh yeah, it was a it was a good one. Definitely an all-timer. Yeah, for sure. Um so um yeah, uh so that kind of wraps up the game and uh yeah, kind of a quick quicker uh recap than normal. Um before we go, I guess I uh, I was going to mention um so there's this game um on online that you can play, baseball related game called Immaculate Grid. Um, I had found out about it uh, because John Boy was posting like videos of him and like his his um, like staff doing this thing. Basically, it's a grid. It's it looks like tic tac toe. It's like nine squares, and on the top uh, row there's three teams, and then on the bottom uh, the top three columns there's three teams, and then the bottom and then three rows there's three teams, and you have to like find a guy who played for the two intersecting squares. So like say the top square is like the Cubs and the, the, the first row going down is like the Astros. Then you have to find a guy who played on the Cubs and the Astros. And um, so there's this like daily game on um, online at immaculategrid.com where you can play it. And um, you know, you can try to get an immaculate grid and get all nine squares. You only get one guess per, per square and um you uh, so they they have a twitter account and people like post you you can tweet your results and they ask you like to like they post the blank grid and they ask you to like share your results so like people will screenshot their grid and and put it in the comments so i've been uh participating in that since i discovered the game just maybe a week and a half ago or something they they've done like 90 games so far so it seems like it's been around for almost 2 years at this point and i I'm I'm annoyed that I just found out about it now, but um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun doing that every day, and it's like the fact that you only get one guess, um, is pretty, is pretty you know leaves no room for error, so it, it gets it, it can be kind of intense if you're truly trying to get like a perfect grid. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know we we played that game at bars too, so it's um yeah that's it's a it's a good time. Yeah, I thought I thought John Boy created it, um, but they must have been because that was only like maybe like over the winter that I saw them doing that. And then I told you about it and we were, yeah, we were, we were playing it um, ourselves. And so like, yeah, I think like um, they, someone else must've created it and they were just like playing that guy's like whoever created it, like what they posted for that day. But uh, it's pretty fun. They've added in like, they add in like statistical categories. So like, you know, there'll be 20 game winners or like 200 hits um, in the season. That one is really tough. Um, sure. there, there was one today, like, um, by the time this comes out, the, the, the grid will be over, but, um, it was the, the square was Oakland A's and 200 plus hits in a season. Jack, mm. can you, can you, can you think of one off the top of your head? Oh, Christ. Let's see. Um, uh, was, uh, 
was Ricky Henderson one of them? That that's what I guessed, Jack, and that is not correct. I kind of Rick- figured because he he walked a lot too, so I, I figured maybe he wouldn't he wouldn't be it. Um, yeah. Uh, Christ. Um, uh, I guess I could take uh, take one more guess. Was Jason Giambi? Did he ever have two hundred hits? No, he did have like a hundred and eighty something hits though. Okay. Um, okay. I so you can see the percentage of like how many people got it right, and the yeah. A's one was like thirty four percent. So uh, I yeah. I was like I was like well that means that I'm sure most people guessed Henderson and he must not have it because. That's why you know the percentage would have yeah. been higher. So Jack, the um the only guy like in any modern time that got it for the A's was Miguel Tejada. Ooh, yeah, that's rough, man. And then if you go back, like Jimmy Fox did it, but you know, and I was thinking there was like an old guy who did it. I thought maybe like Joe Joe Rudy popped into my head, um, and he had he had like 180 something, um. But uh, but yeah, like it's that was a tough one. That was like that yeah. was like a, a killer. But uh, Miguel, some people Miguel got Tejada. it. Yeah, two two hundred hits and you know who knows how many injections in his ass. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I'm like there should be an asterisk on that that square. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So any listeners, if you want to um, if you follow us on Twitter at Rain Delay Pod, um, we're posting like I'm I'm kind of posting my results every day. Um, unless I forget or something, but, uh, you can follow immaculate grid or go to immaculategrid.com, play that game, share your results with us. Uh, it's pretty fun to do. And, um, yeah, honestly, like, so they have a thing, which is cool is that they give you a rarity score. So like the more rare you got, you get, like it shows you what percentage of other people answered this guy. So like for like today, there was like white socks and reds. And I would try to challenge myself to get like an obscure guy. And I thought of Griffey right away for White Sox Reds. And I'm like, you know what? I bet there's probably like not a lot of people who remember that Griffey played with the White Sox. Yeah, I sure did. Maybe I'll put him down. And then I thought of Adam Dunn and I put Adam Dunn down and like 25% of people said Adam Dunn. Okay. What about Todd Frazier? Oh yeah. See, that's a guy. I I didn't see anyone who put down Todd Frazier. I bet Ah, that one's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I put I've I've managed to get some pretty like low ones there for the cross section of White Sox A's. I put down Josh Fagley. <laughs> sure. And yeah, uh, Fagley, he, Elvis, Elvis Andrews. Yeah. Fagley was a 0.3 percent. So only 0.3 oh, percent of man. players put put Fagley down. So that was pretty I was pretty proud of myself for that one. What about Semyon? Semyon uh, was on both teams. I wonder. Yeah, I you know, I it would be interesting to see what. I wish you could see like you know all those guys. I, right, you'd sure. have to do a second game and put them down and see what the rarity score was. But uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm 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 like uh, hell. I'm Adam pretty... Dunn. Adam Dunn's on that list too, man. Oakland yeah, he... A's and White Sox. <laughs> God damn it, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Oh man, I I I might do that. I might just try to put those guys in and see what percentage they get. But it's uh it's yeah. fun and it's like it's it's almost unfair that you can only do one per day i would do like fucking 50 of them per day if i could <laughs> so yeah so that's that's it i just wanted to throw that out there um you know maybe we'll uh, share some more of those going forward but no uh, that's but yeah, great Mac- yeah, i don't know definitely. i don't know how to how we could make that exciting for a podcast but maybe that could be an episode you know yeah right yeah there we could figure some sort of uh permutation of that for sure Right. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, just under 90 minutes, I think that's going to wrap us for today. Yeah. Um, so for this episode, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.